0: Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the Kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Exodus chapter 5, starting at verse 22. And I like this. It starts, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version because I like the way it worded it. And it starts off, Exodus 5, verse 22, it says, Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, and that then, we know from Bible study class, then something happened before that. We're going to talk about that. But it says, Then Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? Mm. For since I came to the Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people and you have not delivered your people at all. How many know Moses right here having a, having one of the moments I had with God the other day? He's like, God, you, you sent me to do this. You sent me to talk to Pharaoh, but things only got worse because if you read the scriptures before that, they went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh heard what Moses and Aaron had to say, and then Pharaoh said, "You know what? I ain't caring what you saying. Now the people got to make bricks with no with no uh, sand, no and, and with no straw. Amen. Basically, they got to work harder. Yes. You coming to me just made them get it even harder. Yes. yes. And then the people came to Moses and Aaron and said, "Why are you even go messing with it?" And see, that's what the enemy tried to do to me because he bought back up, he bought back up into my remembrance, the, the, the declaration and the prayer I did about two or three weeks ago. And it, remember we all stood up and we was in the court of Pharaoh and we was declaring some things and, and saying, let the people go. And the enemy tried to bring that back to me saying, yeah, you came into the court and what you thought was going to happen when you challenged Pharaoh. What do you think was going to happen? And so I'm like, man, what have I bought on to myself? So, you know, I'm like Moses right here. It's like, for since I came to the Pharaoh to speak in your name, you ain't done nothing but evil to my mama. You done did something to her. And you have not delivered your people at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing... Different things happen to people, you know. In the in the house, we've we've had sickness in the house, and and even yesterday, my daughter' car got stolen, you know, right out in front of her house. So I'm like, come on, God, for real, right. what what's going on? Right, right, right. I'm like Moses right here. Then we got to turn the page. Exodus chapter six, or you can scroll down, turn page wherever you at. Exodus chapter six, verse one. Because the English Standard Version sounds like the wording. Because there's a but. Uh I don't know if y'all got the but in y'all's, but if you can turn to the English Standard Version, there's a but. See, Moses had all that conversation with God. God, you sent me, stuff ain't changed. You sent me, these people still hurting. You sent me, and ain't nothing happened. But, the Lord said to Moses, now, See, now. I like that word, now. Because that don't mean yesterday. That don't mean tomorrow. That don't mean in five minutes. That means now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, see that's some more to get over on you. Some more for you to get over your troubles with. I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with the outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. Verse seven, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, your God, who has bought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. I will give it to you for possession. I am the Lord. How many I am? He said, I am. Yes, yes. And that's how he introduced himself to Moses. I am that I am. Yes, yes. When you say I am, it don't matter what come after that because you are that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Amen. He says, I am that I am. And he said, I am the Lord. He says, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. What is he saying right there? He said, I appeared. To them one way. But I'm going to appear to you and the people of Israel in a whole new way. I'm going to appear to them as the I am that I am. The great I am. I'm going to appear to him to y'all as the I am. Meaning that I am the almighty. I am El young I am God. There is no God before me. There is none after me. There is none during me. I am the alpha and omega. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on he, he does all these reminders and he brings up some stuff. But verse 9 is what I really wanted to key on after reading all that because I had to set the stage. Verse 9. It says, Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel. What does that dust? I mean, he spoke what God just said. Amen. To the people of Israel. But here's this but again. But they did not listen to Moses. Why? because of their broken spirit and hard slavery. And that's what I want to talk about today, really. All that was set up. I want to talk about this verse 9 because it stands out. It says that Moses came to them with all this information. He came to them with all this word directly from God. And when he came with this excitement, because I can imagine him being excited because he just heard God say all this. I'm the God. I'm going to show you something different that you ain't never seen. I'm going to reestablish my covenant. I'm going I'm to bring you all out. I'm going to make you my people. I'm going to do all this stuff for you. And then Moses said, I, I, God's going to do it. I, 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 I was down on God. I was standing at the window cussing God out and like, God, why me? This is going to happen to me on my birthday. What's going on? But then God straightened me back up. He said, get out there and do what you're supposed to do. Get out there and go forth what you're supposed to do, knowing what you're supposed to know. But then when he came to the people, he said they didn't even listen to him. Because they was broken in spirit from their harsh slavery. So I want to talk today about being too broke to pay attention. Too broke to pay attention. Because sometimes life can beat you up so bad. Life can break you down so bad. Life can kick you in your butt so bad that you are just truly broken, amen? You are truly broken. Wednesday, I was broken. Broken. Like, why? Why? And you go through the why is this and why me and why, you know, or should it be me and why not? You, you go through all these things in your mind but and, and, and you're getting broke. Everything is just hitting you and hitting you and hitting you. And, and then you start trying to recall God's promises, but you don't listen. Mm-mm. Because you're broken. And uh, like it says in there, it says, your spirit is broken. See, that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to break our spirit. The enemy wants us to get so broken in spirit that we don't listen. That we don't listen. Now, true enough, there is timing for everything, because like I say, you don't want to hear certain things at certain times like, well, you know, all things work together for the good, you know, love Christ. You know, and your child just died, or was in a car accident. That, That—that it's a timing for everything. Sometimes it, ministering ain't nothing but just sitting with that person. Amen. Amen. I, I just wanted to add that because you know we we always like to quote these scriptures that you know, but it's like, I ain't trying to hear all that right now. Just, sometimes it's, the ministering is just sitting, just being in the presence. You ain't got to be running your mouth and quoting all these scriptures that you ain't even really believing in yourself. Because you know if you was in that same situation, you would be just as broke as the person that you're trying to help. Amen. Sometimes you got to just minister with your presence. You got to just minister with your presence. Because see, what happens sometimes, we can get so broke down and taken up in our troubles, and then it becomes like slavery to us because we're doing it over and over and over again. And it seems like a never-ending cycle. And then just like slavery, it seems to be passed down to our children's children. And and they under the same bondage, and they going through the same thing. And it's like, God, when are you going to break this thing off of us? When are you gonna break this thing off of us? God, we are too broke to pay attention. Too broke to pay attention. See, they have been in slavery for so long that after a while, the mindset of slavery had kicked in. And see, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be so broken in spirit for so long that the mindset of a broken-spirited person begins to set in. So when the word of deliverance comes to you, you won't even receive it because your mind can't even comprehend it. Your mind won't even shift enough because you're saying, that just sound like a bunch of hocus-pocus. That sound like a bunch of mess because it ain't going to change my right now. <laughs> See, we want the right now to change. We want it to happen right now. But see, they, they, they were in such dread of Pharaoh's power and the wrath of Pharaoh that they didn't dare to even take heed to what Moses was saying now. Moses, you, you bought that stuff to us last time, and this is what happened. And that's what happens in the, in the, in the word of God. You know, I give out a word, and it says it's going to be tested, and then you go get tested, and you probably fall a little bit, and then the word come back again. Like, I ain't trying to hear that again. I ain't trying to take that test again. I'm not trying to go take your test again. So some of us, we don't even show up. We won't even come. We won't even hear. We won't even open the Bible up because we think that everything that we open it up to, we now accountable for. So we don't want to fool with Pharaoh, but the devil is a because Pharaoh is who we got to deal with because he's nothing but a type of the enemy. He's a type of Satan in the Old Testament. So we don't have nothing but to deal with is the enemy, because he gonna deal with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, the beautiful part about it is we can find comfort even while we got to deal with Pharaoh. See, we can't be so broke that we don't pay attention and we end up missing out on a chance to meet God in a way that we never known him before. Because how can you know God is a healer if you don't never need healing? How can you know God as a provider if you don't ever need to be provided for? How can you know God as a God that loves you above all when you don't need love? How can you know God as a God that can do all things above all things when you think you got it all? See, it comes a point in time. That's why it says that all things work together for the good. That all things work together for the good because God already done saw the end at the beginning. He knows good. So that's why he know all things going to end up working for the good. He says, yeah, Pharaoh came and said, you got to make these bricks. But guess what I'm going to let you do? While you making these bricks, I'm going to make you stronger. Amen. But you got to find comfort in the process comfort in the process where's that comfort god i don't know because right now it's hurting right now i don't know what to do right now you know the the, the, the car is stolen right now my the, the, my the mama's in the bed right now the finances is looking funny right now my child acting a fool. right now my job ain't the, the money ain't lining up with the, the bills right now the god, what where's the comfort in that where's the comfort in that See, God is saying that you can have comfort in the process, but it's comfort with Him in your spirit. He never said that it was gonna be comfortable. Mm. See, growth requires discomfort. That's why they call them growing pains. Amen. Because growth requires discomfort. When you're trying to grow, you start feeling pain. If you don't believe me, Put on shoes that's two sizes too small that you have grown out of, it's going to cause pain. Because you no longer, that environment can no longer contain you. That environment can no longer hold you. And see, that's what it was at this point. These people, the Israelites, they were in an environment that was getting ready to no longer be able to contain them. No longer be able to hold them. And that's what God is declaring in the day, is that you're in an environment that is no longer able to hold you. So the pain and the discomfort that you're feeling right now is because you're holding yourself in a place that's too small. You're holding your place, yourself in a place that's trying to hinder you, hold you back and down and keep you down. That's why you're feeling the growing pain. He said, it's time to come up out them shoes because you done outgrew them. He says it's time to come up out them relationships because you done outgrew them people. He said that's why you feeling all the pain and discomfort. It ain't that the people are wrong, it's you in with the wrong people. I don't know who that's for. But it's time to move. Amen. But then you move and find the comfort because right here it says, right there in the verse one, he says, he says, now shall you see what I will do with Pharaoh. I'm going to do some things. See, it says, now things were as bad as they could be. It was the crisis that set in. But then guess what? That's when God starts to move. (laughs) God says, what looks bad to you, ain't nothing but a uh, day on the job for me. He says, because when the earth was void without form, my creation had been destroyed. My creation had been to decimation, he says, All I did was come back and say, Let there be. He said, Because I'm God of God, and the same thing that looks dead in your life, all I got to do is speak over that thing and say, Let there be. He says, Now watch what I'm getting ready to do with your life. Now watch what I'm getting ready to do with your situation. Now watch what I'm getting ready to do with your circumstance. It may feel dead, it may feel done, it may feel over with, but now watch what I'm getting ready to do. With the situation. Because God says he's heard the cry. Turn quickly to Psalms chapter 12. Psalms chapter 12. Psalms chapter 12 and and verse 5. It says, because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side, the wicked, proud, and violence is exalted among the children of men. God says even though in the midst of all the stuff that's going on, it says the wickedness is on every side. It's all around you. It's prowling. It's looking and seeking whom it can devour. But God says what right there in the word? He says because the poor plunder, because the needy groan, I will now arise. He says you didn't know you needed me until you needed me. You didn't know that you wanted me until you wanted me. He says, you didn't know that you was even going through some things until it started hurting. Pain is the precursor to change. You didn't know you needed to change Until you start hurting And now God says Now I can arise Now I can do some things Because I got you where I want you it's not that I made it happen, it's how I allowed it to happen. I only allowed these things to happen to you so that you can, now I got your attention. Because you remember in the, in the first verse we read, very read it says, Moses, turned to God. See, sometimes your pain is going to make you turn to God. You've been walking away, doing it on your own time, doing it on your own way, but now God says, no, I need to get your attention. I'm tapping you on your shoulder. It's time to turn back to me. It's time turn back to your first come back to the yes come back to why you said you gonna sign up in the first place come back to the same enthusiasm that you decided to walk this thing out with come back to that do I have your attention now do it hurt enough now do it feel bad enough now are you alone enough now are you weak enough now are you let down enough now are you depressed enough now are you discouraged enough now are you disappointed enough now Because now is when I can arise. (laughs) Because before then, you was exalted. You was lifted up. Mm -hmm. You was doing it on your own accord. You was doing it in your own understanding, in your own thought process. But now I got you where I want you. You might have came here on your own accord. You might have came here because the enemy made you. You might have been enslaved because something else that happened that your mama and them did. But no matter how you got here, I got you where I want you. And now I can arise. Now I can lift up and show you who I truly am. Find comfort in that. Find comfort in that. And then it says that we could have found comfort in who God is. Simply who God is. Because he says in verse 2 and back in Exodus chapter 6, it says, And God said to Moses, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. See, God wants you to know him in a way that you've never known him before. And you gotta find comfort in who he is because God is always God. God is, is what did the song say? He reigns. Over all your circumstances, over all your situation, God reigns. God going to be God no matter what. It's when the world go away and when everything ends, God is still going to be God. Your circumstances don't change who God is. God changes what your circumstances are. See, that's the one thing we got to get. The circumstances don't change what God is in your life. God changes what your circumstances are in life. The enemy wants us to think that the circumstances have have made us either not line up with what God wants. This is a punishment. What you're going through, this is a this is a a, 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 a a wage of what you've done for what you're going through right now. You caused this. You done this. Now, true enough, some of us have bought some things online. I know I bought some things on my life. We do reap what we sow. That is the word of God. But just like when. When Jesus was about to heal the blind man, and the disciples were saying, "Well, why is he blind, God? Why, 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 why he can't see? Was was it something that he did? Was it something that his forefathers did?" See, they always try to speculate and find out why you where you are. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus told them, He said, "That don't matter. Y'all missing the whole point." I'm paraphrasing. I'm eubanksianizing it, but if you can go to the Word, and He said, "That that don't matter." He said, "This only happens so that God can get the glory." I don't care how he got here. I don't care what he did because I'm going to love him anyway. It ain't the fact that he loved me. It's that I love him. See, someone just got to get that. We got to get comfort in that. We can easily say, I love you, God. I love you, God. But how easy is it to come out your mouth? God, you love me. Because see, we know we ain't right all the time. So we question whether he loves us or not. But guess what? God loved me. He loves me, why? It says, he says that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Boom, there it is. He, he loved me so much, he knew I was gonna smoke weed back when Jesus was on the cross. Jesus looked down and said, Lord, he's smoking again. Why is he gonna do it again? But I'm gonna stay up here, cause I love him, God. All right, all right. That's okay. <laughs> but we gotta find comfort in that. We gotta find comfort in who God is. Then we got to also find comfort in his covenant, his covenant. In verse four, he says, I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their temporary residence in which they were strangers. Canaan is rep- rep- representative of, of, of salvation, of deliverance from your from your issues and your troubles and your pain. And God says, I've established my covenant with them. To give them the land of their salvation, their deliverance. I, I've established my covenant. And see, see the covenant that God makes, he establishes. That's why we told Abraham, I swear upon myself. Mm-hmm. See, it, it, it ain't a promise like your daddy used to make. Say, I'm going to come pick you up, then you'll never show up. The, that, that ain't the promises that, that our Abba, our Father God makes. When He says, I promise, I set my covenant, He says, I swear upon myself. I am not a man that I should lie. So you should find covenant, com- comfort in the covenant. Even though you're being pressed right now, even though you're making them bricks without straw right now, even though those situations are looking crazy right now, you should find comfort, comfort in the fact that I have covenant with you and that that I have covenant with I I shall protect. I shall watch over. I shall deal with the enemy of the ones that come against who I'm in covenant with. Amen. See covenant means contract. Covenant means that, and, and how do we know a, co- a contract is what? It, it, it's a two-parted agreement. That means you come into partnership. That means that you come into to some type of agreement with that other party. That means that you have responsibilities. They have responsibilities. That means that they're accountable for some things, and you're accountable for some things. We are in covenant with God. We gotta find comfort with that. So when we going through these issues, God says, I'm right there with you. I ain't left you. I knew you was gonna go through it before you got there. I've been waiting on you to get here because I saw what was going to happen, but I planned on using it. I'm just trying to let you catch up. Mm. That's why he says in the Word, I prepare a table with for your enemies. I'm standing right here with your enemy. Come on, it's okay. I'm right here because no weapon for us shall prosper. We're going to eat real good right here in front of your enemy. Come on and sit down at the table because everything going to be alright because we partners. We are in covenant agreement Amen. with each other. Yeah. So you ain't got to worry about nothing. Your enemy is my enemy. Amen. 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 That's what we got to have comfort in. That's what we got to have comfort in, because what the enemy wants us to do is look at it from a religious contract. And it says, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm saved by grace. I'm placed on this battlefield to fight the devil. I'm going to bear my cross alone. I'm going to hold on during these trials and tribulations. Woe is me, Lord! And some of us like the trial, cause that make us seem more Christianified. Lord, I'm just bearing this cross. Lord, have mercy. The devil is alive. I'm not. I'm not looking for trial, but if they show up, then we gonna use them. But the devil is alive, you think? Cause that ain't what bearing the cross means. Bearing the cross means die to yourself, die to that junk in you. It don't mean take on all these trouble. Oh Lord, woe me. You know, and, and, and one day I'm gonna make it to heaven if I'm lucky. You know, I see you on the other side. That's not a covenant. That's religious relationship. God said, no, we have a, re- a revelation covenant. We have a relationship covenant. We are covenant partners with God. He said, therefore, my power, which is my word, is yours. Therefore, my purpose, which is my will, is yours. Therefore, my presence, which is the wealth and the abundance, is yours. He says, that's what a covenant is. He says, it should go back and forth to each other. But turn quickly to Isaiah chapter 55, because because it is a covenant that we can find comfort in. But we got to understand what that there's some accountabilities. Uh You can't just take up a contract and not have no accountabilities. Amen. Amen. You know, like like your contract that you got with your car note. If you don't pay it. Amen. They come and get it. That's why when the police came to Jasmine House yesterday, the first thing they had, have not been repo. Because, you know, a lot of us, the car get repoed when we reported it's going to be stolen. They didn't steal it. They just took back what was theirs. It's a contract. You got some responsibilities. They, they do their part. You do your part. You get to keep the car. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 55, verse 3. He says, incline your ear. See, I like incline. It means... It means get yourself somewhere and sit down and put your ear to this. He says, incline your ear and come to me. See, come. You can't stay over that way you're at. You can't stay over that way you're at and hear that your soul may live. See, where you at over there, all you can hear is that your soul is going to die. That this situation is your end. That what you're going through right now is what you're going to always go through. As long as you stay over there where you at in your so-called comfort zone, not realizing you really done outgrown that thing, all you going to hear is how you going to die. But God says, come over here. Come over here where you can hear that your soul may live. And then he says, and. I will make with you an everlasting covenant. Guess what? This ain't no 90-day warrant to people. This don't expire. This don't break down. This don't go away when the car break down. You know, when the car paid for it, then the warrant expires and it starts tearing up on you. No, that ain't the kind of covenant we got with God. It says, I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the people and a leader and a commander for all people. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. That's the thing. He has glorified you. He has glorified you. We got to know that, guess what? No matter what, no matter what. The covenant is everlasting. God says, even when you're not faithful, I am faithful. God ain't left us, we leave him. Come on, on. Say it well. Again, there's nothing wrong with having those moments. I couldn't sit up here and say that it's not wrong to have those moments and I had them moments myself. I just had one. But you gotta pick yourself back up. You got to encourage yourself like David right there. You got to encourage yourself and know that I serve a God that has an everlasting covenant with me. What I go through, he go through. What I'm concerned about, he's concerned about. What issues I have, they he consider them to be his issues. He's gonna be glorified in this. He's gonna Glorify me through this. That's the kind of God we serve. But we can't be too broke to pay attention. Don't let your spirit get so broken down that you don't pay attention to what God is trying to do in that moment. Because that's what I did. I I got out of my pity party. You know, like the Cowboys say, you cry on your bill for a day, then you get back on the horse. You know, I ain't telling you to go get some beer and crying, but you get the point. Yeah, or ride a horse, cause then you might need some healing. They buck you the wrong <laughs> But what I'm saying is this. Have your pity party. But then it come a point in time where you gotta put everybody out. Flick the light sweep on and off. You know how the clubs you do don't play like you ain't been to the club. The lights start flashing, it's time to go. And what you got, it's time for y'all to do with the enemy in your life in a certain situation. It's time to go home, start flashing the light. People gonna think you crazy. What you flashing the lights for? Cause the party over. It's time to go, it's time to go. Play that music that you don't want to dry you. You know, they start playing that crazy music. Like, man, it's time to go for real. But what music we got? When you put on that praise music, you bring the presence of God in and start flashing your light. The enemy like, Lord, it's time to go. It's time to get up out of here. I can't deal with this. Let's go to another part. Because see, the best thing about the enemy is he's not omnipotent. The devil goes to and fro. He can't bother you every day. He can't bother you all the time. Because while he messing with me, he can't deal with you. He's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He got to go here, then he got to go down. But God says, I'm everywhere. He says, I can deal with you. I can deal with your situation. I can deal with your situation. And I can deal with his situation. And I can deal with the ones that ain't you don't even know if it happen 20 years from now. I'm already preparing you for it right now. Mm-hmm. That's where we find our comfort in. That's where we find our comfort. In the covenant of God and who God is. He is the I am. He's the alpha and the omega. That means the beginning and the end. He says, guess what? No matter how it started, I already know the end. Again, that's why he says, all things work together for the good. Why? Why I know that? Because I'm the author and the finisher. I wrote this book. I already know how it works. You, don't, you you think it's a surprise to me? You can't surprise God. Even if you snuck up on him, he'd still be like, I've been waiting on you. <laughs> You can't surprise him. What we going through does not surprise him. He knew, he knew, he knew years ago what my mother was gonna have to deal with this week. He already knew that. So that's why I gotta connect and attach to the to the truth of who God really is and know guess what? Even with this God, you finna do something miraculous. Even with this God, you fixing to do something great and mighty that's gonna change some things. Even with this God, we gonna come out of this stronger than we went in. See, I'm not gonna go through no fire not getting nothing out of it. So you going through some hell right now, you might well get something out of it. Because ain't no use just going through to go through just so you can tell people you're going through something. You get something up out of it. So that's how you got to come to God. Okay, God, uh we in it. I'm in it. Okay, let me put my seatbelt on. Let me strap in. What I got to get out of this? What is this here for? What is the enemy here for now? I know he ain't here to destroy me because that ain't finna happen. That ain't allowed to happen. I know he ain't here to really take me out because he don't really want to do that because he can't do that. I know he's not here to destroy the promise because he can't even put his hands on it. He only trying to get me to unbelieve in what you already done. God ain't gotta do something, he already done it. That's what we gotta get to. See, he already done it. He already done it. Why? Because they should've found confidence in his promises. And I'm finishing up, look, look at verse six. It says, accordingly, say to the Israelites, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will free you from their bondage, and I will rescue you. Then in verse 7 it says, And I will take you to me for my people, for a people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that it is I, the Lord, who brings you out from under this burden. Promises of God. God is saying, I'm promising you some things. I, I, I. I I've already promised those things. You just got to know that no matter what you're going through, I'm still God. No matter what you're dealing with, I'm still God. No matter what you're having to, to, to fight, I'm still God. It doesn't mean that I have left. It doesn't mean that I have forsaken. It doesn't mean that I have forgotten. It doesn't mean that I'm punishing you it doesn't mean that I'm that I that I'm trying to destroy you with the enemy that's not what it means what it means is that i thought enough of you to allow you to be tested I thought enough of you to allow you to be tested. He said, remember my son, Job, when the enemy came before me and said, let me have at him. I bet you he'll renounce your name. I bet you he'll go against you. And God said, go ahead, get at my boy. Because I know one thing about Job, he might fall down. He might might not get it right all the time. He might struggle sometimes. But one thing I know is that he know who I am. And one thing I know, he not gonna renounce who I am. thing I know, no matter what you do to him, you can't destroy his life. You can have your way with his life, but you can't take his life. Because Job is on the job. And he says, all you gotta do is be like Job. All you gotta do is just know that no matter what, yet though he slayed me, Yet, though, he slayed me, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the enemy tried to, it's it's getting to a point now, I'm just getting ready to to laugh at him. This is all you got? Okay, you hit hard that time. God, dog you hit hard. That hurt, my jaw was glass, but now I'm getting ready to get back on. I got the eight count. Let me stay in the corner for a little while. I'm getting my breath, cause you know you gotta take that breath when you get hit. But guess what that breath is? That's the breath of the Holy Spirit. So when the enemy he hit he hit you when you box him and you go down and, and you let the ref, you go, you go to one. And then they go, in. I ain't a boxing fishing out, but ain't the eight count? But see, you ain't an amazing, it's the eight count. Cause what's the eight? The number of new beginning. See, when you take that eight count, go ahead and stay down there. Because you getting your breath. One, two, three, and you go four, five, six. Seven. Eight, there's a new beginning. Oh, you yeah, oh what what went down on the mat ain't the same thing that got up off the mat. You 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 can hit me this time, but you oh, like like the movie or oh, what's the movie where what the the man hit the lady on oh, color what's the color, one? Color purple. Not color purple. Hall of Night. And she say, "That's all you got. <laughs> you hit like a girl. You know, that, that's what we gotta get with the enemy. That's all you got. You hit like a girl. Now don't say that if you ain't ready. Come on, come on. A word to the wise. Don't say that if you ain't ready, cause he will hit you, and he gonna hit hard because he's trying to what break your spirit so much so that when he break your spirit that you don't pay attention." to all that God already is in your life. All you gotta do is flip back, flip your book back, flip. That's why journaling sometimes is so important because you can remember what God, that's why he says this, you know the little communion tables that sit in front of the Baptist churches? You know, this doing remembrance of me. Yeah, uh-huh. Nobody will ever really know what that means. <laughs> I just know it's something fried on the table, you know, and they set the communion cloth over and you can't see the words no more. Catching that but away. <laughs> This do in remembrance of me. God said that in the scripture because He says, "I want you people to remember what God brought you through." God, I'm the same God that parted the Red Sea. I'm the same God that brought you out of the land of Pharaoh. I'm the same God that brought you into the land of the promise and helped you conquer the enemies that was even now waiting on you. He said, You don't think that I didn't know that the enemy was at the promise? He said, But that don't take away the promise. The promised land is still there, regardless of who it is that will take it out. When God told him about the promise, he named eight different enemies that was all known to man at that point in time. And to God was all in. He said, even at your promise, there's all your enemies. But guess what? It's still your promise. Amen. Amen. Just because they now... They got to buy illegal possession. It's your promise. Don't let the enemy keep holding on to what's supposed to be yours. Don't let the enemy hold on to your comfort. Don't let the enemy hold on to your joy. It says we've been made to do it for a night. But what? Joy comes in the morning. Why? Because all night long God doing what he do. He said, now watch what I'm getting ready to do. While you sleeping, while you sitting there, Toiling and turning, and you can't even rest good at night. He said, Won't you just go and lay your head down peacefully and watch what I do? Because the first night, I didn't get no much sleep when I was dealing with my mama thing. I didn't get much sleep. But then after a while, God said, He said, Are you going to let me be God? Are you going to let me handle this situation? It ain't nothing you can do. You can't do nothing. You ain't a doctor. You ain't a nurse. You ain't even an Indian chief or or a candle maker. He said, you can't do nothing. He said, but all you can do is let me be who I am. All you can do is bring my presence into a situation where it don't look like I am. That's all you can do. That's all you need to do. All you gotta do is show up and show my covenant, show my presence, show who I am, and let me do the work. We've been it for a night. Y'all can cry all night long, but when you get up in the morning, the morning is over. The morning is over. How do you get out of from the morning M-O-U-R-N to the morning joy? You got to take you, yourself up out of it. You got to take yourself out because when you in it, you think you got to fix it. When you in it, you think you got to do it. You ain't ill, y'all. You can't fix everything. She can't even fix everything. Some things you got to let Jesus fix. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen? Fix your life. The only way you can fix your life is through Christ and the comfort of God. Don't worry about the present. Don't worry about what we're going through. Don't worry about what we're doing. Like I said, I don't preach it to myself. But I hope you all received it as well, but I feel good, I feel I feel refreshed, I feel ready to do some things, I feel like we can ready, you know like I say, we went down on the mat, we went down, but now who 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 got up ain't the same person, yeah, I hope you're ready, because if you ain't, dead, then there might be some issues going on, it might be some issues going on. I know one time, I, I know my boy don't even want me to tell the story real quick, on I'm going to tell it. <laughs> We got to fight up in the club one time, and, you know, he, he got he got took out because of me some stuff I was doing. Long story short, come keep it short. Cause I, I'm near now because you know North wasn't going to go. But what happened after we they don't they done took us out as a bunch of dudes, they done jumped us and they had us on the ground, you know, and we balled up and this, that and up. But when we got up, you would have thought we had about 40 people with us. Cause we got up in the middle of the club like, now what? You shouldn't have let us get up. What? What now? And that's what you got to do with the enemy. You shouldn't have let me get up. While you had me down, you should have tried to take me out. But you're going to let me get up. Because now when I get up, I ain't getting up by myself. I'm getting up with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I got a tag team that ain't wanting to have none. You think think that the the four horsemen was bad. I know that's an old wrestling for y'all. You think they were bad. But you ain't seen me four horses when I'm riding with my three boys. And that's what you got to do. You got to say no matter what, no matter what you're doing, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the pressing is, no matter what the shaking is, no matter what I'm going through, I'm gonna use this thing to my advantage. I'm gonna find comfort in the fact that God is God. I'm gonna find comfort in the fact that God is still God and working. I'm gonna find comfort in the fact that God is compassionate for what I go through. I'm gonna find comfort in the fact that God has a covenant relationship with me. What he is, I am. What I go through, he through. Through. I'm going to find comfort in the fact that his promises are yes and amen.